everyone, welcome to the Let's Take This Online podcast with me, Digital Hoos. I just want to take the time and say thank you for listening. And if this is your first time here, please take a second and subscribe to the channel. This podcast and everything I am working on is all about growth and value, so your feedback is very, very important to me. You can also find the video version of this podcast on YouTube. Just search Digital Hoos so you can find all the clips and the videos from the podcast itself. For me, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, and basically everywhere by just searching Digital Hoos. Now, onwards to the podcast episode. Three, two, one, and we're live. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Let's take this online with me, Digital Hoos. Another one of my fun, epic podcast days, and now we're on podcast number three. Don't know when you guys are going to get it, but you'll get it eventually. A uh, very, very special person, uh, someone I'm really happy we connected to on LinkedIn, I believe. Yeah. And uh, who's doing some really cool stuff. I only learned, literally while she was driving here, I learned more stuff about her because I, I, I shouldn't have opened up your Instagram. <laughs> I don't want to know anything about you. So I did, and I'm really excited about it. We have Leila Al-Ma'ina here in the house. Uh, Hello. Right? Yes, Leila Al-Ma'ina. Yeah. There we go. Uh, Leila, I, I want you to tell me yeah. what you do. And what's going on with okay. you? Okay. I so, want to learn. Let's learn. Okay. So it's really interesting how the story of Layla came about right, in cool. the past, I would say, three years. My background is in media and marketing. So that's something we have in common. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's, yeah. yeah. So the media and marketing world, you know, you're really linked up with so many different people. For sure. And the network here is very small. Very. So, so that's, I would say, the really um, beneficial part of working in media yeah. and marketing. And very Lebanese. <laughs> except i'm, I'm a, not lebanese, I'm yeah. lebanese so, oh okay <laughs> so i fit right i, I fit that mold very well <laughs> wow okay good um so what ended up happening is um i was approaching 40 and for a female who is approaching 40 who is not um necessarily married or has kids which in my case is you know is what was happening mm. i thought you know what the thing that um i really associate myself with is my career mm-hmm. my success in that arena I thought, okay, now's the time to jump ship, open up my own company, but it needs to be in something that I'm absolutely passionate about. And so what ended up happening was I had to really look back over the years and see what was my pull? Mm -hmm. What were the things that I loved about media, marketing, whatever it was that I was doing? And it turned out to be the areas in which I was developing my teams, where I was really enhancing their own skill set, where it was really watching them grow from wherever they were into something that was just amazing. And so that's why I jumped to this new arena in coaching, training, and development. But it was really important that I get my credentials. I didn't want to Fair be enough. that BSer that comes, I'm a life coach, everybody, uh, follow me. I haven't, I haven't realized everyone's a life coach these uh, days. Everyone's, everyone's a life coach. A life coach. <laughs> and everyone who wants to be you know, yeah. out there is a life coach. So you, you graduated University of Houston? Yes, awesome. I did. So I was born in Charleston, West Virginia. Oh, okay. I, I used to spend summers in Houston because I have my cousins out there. Oh, I yeah, love yeah. The Cougars. I, I, love, <laughs> I love, I love, I love, for me, to, I don't know why. Uh-huh. Even though I even though I was born in the States, I never grew up there. I grew up in Saudi Arabia. Right. Uh, American Air Force Base. Okay. The Horn Academy. Hence the really American yeah. accent. <laughs> uh, but I don't know why Texas always had a... Every time I go to the States, Texas always has a special place. Yeah. I love Texas. Yeah. Texas. Everything about Texas. They're just so easygoing. They're the nicest people. <laughs> yeah, it's You know, when, true. You, when you're an Arab and you go there, you assume people are going to be racist in Texas? Yeah. I did not feel that at all. No. I, I, I spent like three months there. I remember I was I was working with, with my cousin at the time. I was uh-huh. just a kid. I was 18. What year was that? 18. I'm 31. It's 15 years ago. Okay. All right. Uh, and everyone was... 
the nicest. Oh yeah, the sugar pie, honey pie. They're the you nicest know? people. I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I love so Texas. Awesome. Yeah. So Houston has a special place in my heart. Okay. And I love the Houston Rockets. Oh, nice. The Houston Rockets. Oh, yeah, they, I yeah, love them. I love they them. rock. I love them ever Literally. since. Uh, <laughs> ever since they had De McGrady. Yeah. Those were the good old days. See, T-Mac. I've been so out of touch now. Oh, really? Yeah, completely out okay, of touch okay. because. Although I was living in Houston um, for many, many years, yeah. um, I actually, my mother's from Los Angeles, California. Right, cool. So that's where the yeah. kind of the the differentiation comes from. All right, very cool. Yeah. So when did you leave the States and make your way here? Uh, 2004. All right, cool. 2004. Is that so, when you graduated? No, I graduated in 1999. Okay, fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fair enough. <laughs> and I ended up staying there, okay. working a little bit. Okay. At that time, I was married, so I was okay, really um, stuck to that that place. Okay, cool. And I don't mean stuck in a negative connotation, but I was just kind of there, yeah, yeah. you know? And why did you choose Dubai? Dubai. Oh, this is a very interesting story. Yeah. So being kind of like from this diverse background yeah. where my mother is like Caucasian American, yeah. my dad is like Saudi okay, and okay. all of that. Um, and living in the States, it was really hard once I decided to come back to the Middle East during that time mm-hmm. to move to Saudi. It mm-hmm. was really closed off, especially for women. Yeah, for sure. And I thought, you know, at this point in life it only I, I just started really changing right yeah, yeah, yeah. just now in like yeah. the last like a year or two yeah. years i mean and really if you look at it it's the last six months mm. is where, when you're really seeing the impact so i got to saudi arabia i thought you know what this is not going to work for me i am yeah. way ahead now in terms of my where i want to be building my career i had just got sure. divorced it was one of those like mm. no i want to focus so my mom was like you need to go to Dubai. I'm like mm. Dubai, you know, from my recollection, yeah. Dubai was those girls. You know how they used to do the yeah. hair left and right and dance, and and I didn't really. I'm like, Mama, yeah. it's very traditional there, you know. Yeah. She's like, Layla, just get on a plane, go over there. And within from the time that I reached Dubai to the time I actually moved here was something like three weeks. Oh wow! Okay. I was here in a jiffy. And I your mom like, knew about Dubai because I guess she would. She would. I don't know. Come visit yeah, your she dad would, and stuff. Yeah, throughout the time, throughout those years, she was okay. coming back and forth with my dad, and right, you know, cool. having their vacations here. So um, lucky for me, she gave me that advice and I never looked back. Oh, fair Dubai is home for me now. No, I, yeah. I, I've been really enjoying it here. I've been here for it's maybe my eighth year now. Yeah. I'm having a great time. Yeah. For me, the, it's been the, it's been great for my career. Even though I've only technically only worked here, but my career is, I think in what I've done in eight years is great. Right. I, I feel it expedites careers. It, it, oh, it is. You know, you know what? You know how they say, oh, the U.S. is the land of opportunity. Yeah. I'm sorry. Come to the Emirates and Emirates is the land of opportunity, yeah. especially if... I mean, first of all, you have accessibility to, mm. you know, anyone here. Nobody is hard to get to, yeah. including, you know, the, the leaders of the country, which sure. I love. So that accessibility is there. The diversity in the people, the the free yeah. resources that you get um, to kind of 100%. get yourself I, I met my wife here. If it wasn't oh, for Dubai, we never met my wife. Right, exactly. So, so there you See? go, right? There, there's so, a romantic uh, angle. And she's like, she's Australian. So the fact that like, like, if it wasn't for Dubai, I would have never met her. You see what I mean? Yeah. How many amazing people yeah. are coming together and new generations. 100%. of a new generation of mixed mixed yeah. mixed mutts as we yeah. call ourselves what's really interesting for me is right before i came to dubai i did like six months of saudi i had a very bad experience so my experience is saudi, i worked for for someone from the for, i think he i think he's like one of the extended royal family people and he right. never paid us oh yeah and he was like buying lamborghinis left and right and my experience was very bad and i have friends now were there and they're like saying it's completely different oh yeah so i wouldn't mind going for a visit but we'll see do you ever visit saudi now yeah i do yeah i go I, I just got back last week right, actually cool. how yeah. are you seeing the changes i love it yeah i mean honestly i i'm in awe and i'm not yeah. kidding you it's not like exaggerated yeah. i walk through and i'm like what is happening yeah. what did I, it's like the twilight zone i'm so like weird. where where did this happen yeah. you know so when i was there was what 2011 it yeah. was still like all right you can't go to the mall on weekends as a guy yeah you can't go to yeah. as a guy in general yeah, even on, do anything. yeah 
was, yeah. it was really tough in those days. It, yeah. And what I like about now the leadership there is that they're acknowledging that it was really backwards. It's not like kind of like, oh, okay, here, we're going to just change things. They're actually acknowledging that, listen, the last 30 whatever years was wrong. Yeah. And we're admitting that it was wrong. Really and this good. is why we need to make this drastic change. Really so cool. that in that sense, mm. I'm really loving what I'm seeing. That's really cool. Mm. All right, question. Uh, when did you, so you got, did, when you got into Dubai, did you go straight into media? I went straight into media. And were you doing offline or is it online? What were you doing? It, it was, okay, so there was, um, um, it was actually a radio station okay. that was um, owned by the government. Okay. And they had a plan, I think it was a six month to a year plan to kind of create um, a holding company that would not only um, service, you know, the radio and that, but they wanted to create TV channels, uh, newspapers, okay. distribution channels, etc. And so I ended up working for the holding company, okay. helping to uh, develop these companies and to basically get them off the, right, the ground. Cool. Oh, so, you know, yeah. okay, fine. so I got in offline for six months and i'm mm. like no it's not for me i went straight into online i was right. doing online now i'm client side but it's been interesting how did you how did you like the media world or did you like it all i loved it okay and you have to keep in mind what i was about 24 25 yeah. and the glamour of the media world appeal, in the in the uae especially because you have to keep in mind during those days you had diff you had concerts you had i mean you had still have that yeah. but it was like the boom of all mm. that and being Part of that conglomerate, I had access to everybody and everything. Sure. I met I met the most amazing people. That's and awesome. being in that age group too, you kind of want to be part of that. Yeah, for sure. So I love that part. When of did it. you decide you're like, all right, cool, I need to do my own thing? That's that's when. Um, so I. What year was that? I was. Uh, it was in two um, thousand and seven. Where are we now? 2019, yeah. 2017. Oh, it was only a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was a couple of years ago. So I'm going on my third year of my own company. All right. Why did you? Why did you decide to do it? You just kind of. I was just like approaching 40. I got to do my own thing. Okay. I cool. got to do my own thing. I cannot be working 16 hours like I used to or weekends and, and being it, and not that where I was working was horrible. It wasn't, but yeah. I think I had reached the maximum of what I could really sponge mm. out of that position which was yeah. managing director i mean yeah. there's not much higher you no. can go besides like ceo right basically. right yeah at that point it's kind of like you know what i've sponged the know-how i mm. sponged the emotional approach all of that what come on now do something yeah. and that's when i decided to do Interesting. it i always envy people to go on their own so i love the media world and i love digital specifically digital media but i have also a lot of qualms with the industry mm. i have a lot of qualms the way they hire the way they run things their their use of programmatic the arbitrage these are kind mm -hmm. of things that drive me crazy mm -hmm. And I've been. I think that's the reason originally I made the podcast. I'm trying to educate and hopefully change the industry, mm -hmm. but it's hard. It's not easy. Good for not, you. Yeah, it's not easy. But now I'm client side. It's, mm -hmm. it's a bit easier now because I have more leverage as your right, client side. Right. Right. Uh, but the problem I always found with the industry is that we love, we love accolades. Yes. <laughs> it was only until recently when I got head of digital that I was starting to actually people like listen to me. Yeah. And what's so weird is that people like who sh like I wanted to get on the podcast. Yeah. Shrugged me off. The second I changed my job title, they messaged me. It's isn't that crazy? It, it, and that, that's what, that really annoyed me. Yeah, I that saw really that a lot. That really annoyed mm -hmm. me because mm -hmm. I'm like, well, oh, what? Because literally, because between last week and today, all it changed was some like a bunch of letters right. on a platform called right, LinkedIn, and then right. suddenly now. I'm worth listening to. I'm like that. That for me yeah. really bothers me. Yeah, that's stuff that I went through in the yeah. beginning. Transition. It's annoying. Yeah. Mm. And one thing that always bothers me about media is that the way we recruit. I, I literally was having a conversation with Harvey Bennett about this, who's mm -hmm. the founder of co-founder of Searchy, which is like an AI recruitment platform. Sure. Really cool. Yeah. And we're talking about recruitment in the media world specifically because he was, uh, I think he was head of programmatic at UM. Mm -hmm. 
which is my one, my ex agency, and we were talking about the way they recruit. And do we, I think here, I don't know if it's here because I don't know how the rest of the world is because mm-hmm. I've only worked here. Is that we put so much emphasis on time spent more than knowledge gained. Mm-hmm. For example, I mm-hmm. remember like my first year in media, I, I learned, I was told, okay, you're going to be a planner for a year, mm-hmm. senior in two years, mm-hmm. pl- blah blah blah, and then like ten years to be director. That was that was the plan. Yeah, but I'm like, yeah, but that's not me. I learn super quick. Yeah, I could, I could be. I know I could be a manager in, in six months, right. just because I learn in a very quick way. So I am naturally right. And that always was it, like a problem. And that frustrated for me. you, all, all, even till now. Like even for example, like a couple of years ago, when I was still looking, I believe I'm director level. My CV said I only have six years experience. Mm. No one wants six right, years experience director, right? right? Mm. They want ten years. But I'm like, yeah, put me in a room with a director. Mm-hmm. Let's have a debate about mm-hmm. digital. Let's see who comes out on top. Mm-hmm. And that's always a conversation. Okay. I don't. I'm coming off very egotistical right no, now. No, no, but no, but no. Yeah. That, Max, I'll, I'll tell you something. It's so good from yeah. my perspective to hear this stuff because it. Um, it is it's a general consensus mm. where you're coming from where that's where a lot of people yeah. are and so there's a shift and i'm seeing it kind okay. of especially in my arena where i'm working mm. not only am i trying to kind of impose this way of thinking yeah which you just mentioned but i'm also kind of sponging what you guys have to say about it yeah. because there is a shift i don't see it yeah that's the problem okay. like I, right. I literally would go to my ex I, I worked in three out of the four big four right okay. i did ipg omnicom and publicist group. So okay. the three major ones, only WPP is the only one I haven't done, which right. I probably won't. Um, and and all of them, I would go back every now and then, only a couple of weeks ago, I went and visit my ex-directors. And okay. I'm, and I'm like telling them, I'm like telling them, they're like, would you ever want to come back? I'm like, I don't know. I'm really happy where I am now. Yeah. Kind of thing. I'm, I like where I am. If, if I do come back, I'm wondering what would I be? He's like, how many years of experience do you have? I'm, oh, I'm like, see, eight. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you'd probably be like senior manager. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah, ridiculous. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's so ridiculous. The, yeah, there are but I realized are... he got to that same position that way. Because all you got to do is put your head down for 10, 15 years and you're a director mm-hmm. pulling 50K mm-hmm. or whatever embellished salaries people have. And I days. like that you just said that. Yeah. It, you understood that, you see, it's his perspective yeah. and that's why he's imposing yeah. it on I'm you. I'm trying to, lately I've been really working on empathy. Good. Which is something I'm not naturally, I'm not naturally empathetic. Uh-huh. And it's something I've been very, care, I've been working, I work hard every day at it for the last few years You now. know what? The first, the first step is to know that you need 100%. to work on it. And that's so good. Yeah, you catch yourself when Self-awareness you hit me to... when I was 20, I'm 31 now, hit me when I was 26. Okay. I hit rock bottom in life. And I've talked about this openly is that I hit mm-hmm. rock bottom in my life. I had nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. And I had to be, and I learned to become self-aware. Then mm-hmm. I started to learn all the things wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And then I went working, 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 working. Right. And it's a constant effort. Right. It yeah. is, of course, for yeah. everyone. Are you naturally empathetic? Yes, that's naturally, really cool. yes. That's, really cool. that's <laughs> yeah, very rare. But there are other things that I'm not. Yeah, so, sure. you know, that, so I was that's lucky my strong My suit. wife is naturally empathetic and she mm-hmm. really helps me. Mm-hmm. She really, really helps me. I'm lucky to have a wife Excellent, like that. Excellent. Who's you know? actually a good support oh, when it comes to empathy. Good. See, that's another yeah. thing. It's who you surround yourself 100%. with too to yeah. kind of like get you in those areas. 100%. If it doesn't come naturally, it's going to be a skill that you have you to have build. You have to learn it. But yeah. the thing is, I always tell people, I could learn it. Yeah. And I'm not special. Yeah. You can learn it. Exactly. Right? We can, everyone can learn <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, so absolutely. All right, cool. Uh, so then you decide in 2017, you're, you're going to do your own thing. I do my own thing. And by then, you, did you know what it was going to be? Yes. You, you know that the, the I think you, you said that the best part of your job was actually cultivating your team. Absolutely. So you knew that was it. I knew it was going to be have a, Did coaching. you have a plan going into it? All right. Here's where it gets sticky, here's right? Cool, let's get into it. Me being in the managing director role, <laughs> thinking I know everything about everything, yeah. thinking that, okay, you know what? I have enough savings to carry myself for the next, you know, year and a half. It's going to be a breeze, right? <laughs> so let me just jump ship. <laughs> okay. And that's what I did. Yeah. Now, in hindsight, I would have done it completely different. But okay. what ended up happening was I jumped ship thinking I had a little savings there mm. that would carry me and I would open up my company, do this, that, that, that. My plan was very, 
um, I knew what it was going to be, but it was very vague in terms of how to get there. My mm. business plan was a little bit scattered. It was, yeah. it's just, I thought because I had, was part of all these new companies and developing them and establishing them, executing everything that I could do this on my own for myself mm. in the same manner. When it came down to actually doing it, it was a completely different story. There were so many parts of it that I didn't consider. Mm. The support, the resources, the money, the delays from paperwork, two, 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 two. I mean, you're talking about going from having a salary, having your your mm. tickets taken care of, your insurance, um, having backup if you need, ta, 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 to being on your own, on a deserted island. Is that scary? Where pe absolutely, yeah. with people telling you, why are you doing this? I mean, I'm glad that I had a core group of people that were like, do it, do yeah. it. Especially when it came to my dad. My dad always awesome. had this one message, which is always work for yourself, no matter yeah. what it comes down to. At the end of the day, that's freedom. And so that was al already embedded but don't you realize something that when you do these things, you'll have people who've never, it's something I learned, maybe I used to do it when I was younger, I don't know how I did it, is that you'll have people who, for example, never tried entrepreneurship, try to give you advice on it. <laughs> it's the, that, until this day, it's just, you know, and that's my skill that I need to work on because yeah. I just want to kind of slap them so they I, 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 when, when, when I started the podcast, I had yeah. people coming to me trying to get, tell me that what I'm doing is wrong. <laughs> And they've never done a podcast before. Right, right. I, so I just got, I, I know, because I'm trying to be empathetic, I, I, I stopped getting angry. I just looked at them and be like, all right, please tell me what podcast you started and I'll learn from you. Yeah, right. And they can't answer that. So I, I, so I know I just don't let, the, like, I, I tell those kind of people don't affect me anymore. Yeah. If, for example, if Joe Rogan pops up and be like, I'm sorry, you're doing your podcast wrong, I'll, be like, I'll, I'll listen. But if, you know, whatever, Bob Smith from yeah. wherever, right? From, <laughs> a, like... from wherever, Nebraska. Because I'm, like, I'm like, all right, cool. Did you do a podcast? Right. Yeah, if not, then we can just all right. forget the conversation. It's, it's, it's crazy. But people love to give They love to uh, give advice. advice. And, and the thing is, is you know that it comes from a place of them wishing that they... It's almost like... It's place of, I think it's a place of insecurity. Insecurity. Because you and make it, them feel better. But where does insecurity come from, right? It's yeah. a lack of something yeah. because they haven't followed what they mm. want to do. Yeah. And so you kind of mirror what they are lacking and 100%. because of that that do, do, you, do you know jordan peterson no uh he's, he's a canadian um he's a clinical psychologist he made a huge splash uh -huh. because he opposed i think was it the it was it was during the whole transgender movement in canada when mm -hmm. they, when they made using the wrong pronoun a a, a crime oh. a punishable crime in canada oh. and he was against it because he's a libertarian he believes in free speech okay so he became very famous on that wrote a bunch of books he wrote i'm reading Oh, it's 12 Rules for Life. Okay. And one of them is make your own bed. Okay. And he talks about how if, in, when you're in a family and no, let's say no one makes their own bed, no one makes their bed. And if you make your bed, hmm. the actual catastrophe that's going to happen in your family, it might, it might break the family apart because you're going to reflect everyone else's insecurity about it. 100%. So yeah, it's quite interesting. Totally. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I believe that, you know, fully. It's it, The whole thing about it is, and especially being, you know, in, in the arena that I am on a daily basis and being exposed to so many different personalities on a deeper, and when I say being exposed to people on a deeper level, it's mm. not just a superficial, right? Because I have to coach individually, I have to coach them in the business sense, I have mm. to coach them in groups and social. So to see all of these different things, you start to see a common denominator. You start to see correlations sure. between things. And that's the stuff that gets me going. Mm. That's the stuff I'm like, ooh, Give me yeah. more of that. And so um, going back to your point about, what's his name again? Jordan Peterson. Um, I already saw that 
imagine without even having to read the book, yeah. right? So it's something that you get to yeah. see. And when you I'm see doing. all these trends and stuff, do you kind of like take notes. And oh, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you take your notes? Do you physically write them, or do you put them on your phone? Um, well, when it comes to note taking, it's it's sponging all the information okay. and doing very um, a general kind of. Uh, take away from whatever it is. Mm. Uh, if it's individual coaching, there are some times where you have to actually write the notes. Uh, how about, how about like for your own thought process? Oh, for my own thought process. Yeah, no, no. I just, I, I write everything down. Everything I, has I'm to be I'm just wondering how you do you actually physically write it? Yes, okay. yes. Uh, like, like and writing, not typing. Okay. Writing is a big thing for me. Mm. Typing takes away something. I can't explain it. I feel the it. same thing. So if you look, there's a bunch of journals. Yeah. I never used to yeah. write journals. Mm. until I remember it was only maybe three years actually two years ago mm. I used to be a person I would just like I'll remember it I'll remember it yeah. and I was sitting in the office and I was trying to remember so many things I think I don't know if I had like a, I, don't know, I don't think it was an anxiety attack but mm. my I, I, my brain just like just shut down okay. and I'm like I can't remember all this. I got a journal. I started writing. Right. It was really helpful. I also started writing also an emotional journal that I try to write every day. Good for you. I, I've always had uh, no emotional intelligence. Yeah. And so it's helping me really like put my words. And I realize I like to write more than type because mm. I feel when you write it with your hand, it becomes real. Yeah. Thank I don't, I don't know how to explain. There's I don't know a if that connection, makes sense, right? right? Your connection yeah. is from from mind yeah. to literally to paper. Yeah. Right. And and there's something there. And the time that you take to actually write out and seeing your own handwriting, yeah. there's something beautiful about yeah. it. And it's way different than just typing everything. Yeah. It becomes too formal. On this one, you know uh, Tom Billu from Impact Theory. Yes. Yes. So he, he released a journal. It's actually been, it's really oh, interesting. That's cool. I didn't see yeah, that. it's actually really cool. Uh, so basically, you write down your belief that resonates the most, oh, and then, I like then you this. basically. I just started. Yeah. And you basically have to write every day. Today, I'm grateful. There's, oh, it's, good. It's kind of cool. Yeah. See, I do that anyway. Um, I kind of structure it my own way because yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit uh, OCD in, yeah, in yeah, that fair sense. <laughs> That's really right. cool. Yeah. And uh, where, 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 where? Anyway. <laughs> so, all right. So, you go on your own and... And you have, to, you have to learn everything from scratch, how to get the trade license, everything. Yeah, the yeah. trade license, although I already knew this, the process, I never knew <laughs> how it would be for an individual like yeah. me. I mean, you have to go through, first of all, I had to get the credentials because I didn't want to be, like I told you, another one off the street that yeah. says they're a coach or a trainer or whatever. My credentials, you actually have to like... I had to, to go get certified and okay. everything. So I went to New York and I wanted to get it from like an established okay. uh, institute so that, you know, at least I had that... Sure. Um, you know, uh, when it came to getting my trade license, because my trade license falls under education, KHDA, oh, okay. which is a process. It's not just like, oh, you want to open up a company? Here you go. And that I didn't put into mm. consideration. And it took months for me to get it, right? Okay. Because you have to put in a proper business plan. You have to put in your training methodologies. You have to present to a board. You have to do oh, all wow. of these, which I'm glad for, to be honest but, with uh, you. I all the, uh, I've spoken to other coaches so they didn't go through that process well I don't know well when it comes to coaching there's not even a business license a, a, a license trade license for coaching so here it's theirs. trading and development training and development hmm. my my company is actually called Layla Al-Ma'ina Training and Development LLC oh, wow, but okay. I you know just kind of day, day by day Layla okay. Al-Ma'ina Coaching and Consulting just because that's a little bit easier for yeah, people yeah, sure, to grasp sure. right but there is no uh, coaching license here Interesting. And the reason for that is at that time, I don't know if it's changed or not, um, it got so saturated with people claiming to be coaches, mm. which is very detrimental, right? If you come in and you're trying for to sure. help somebody, you know, with whatever, but have no idea on how to approach it, what are you the, it's a life. methodology. You, you could ruin someone's life. You could ruin <laughs> someone's life. And I, I saw a lot of people going on, on um, Instagram and these different social media outlets claiming to be coaches and giving advice, literally cringe worthy. Wow. I was like, what are you saying? Mm. And thinking of all the, the youth, the eyes, young eyes that are watching that thinking that's the way to do it. And so that's kind of also been 
the only thing these kind of people, if we, if we, if we let's say, if we leave it as you know, laissez-faire, we let, let the market decide. Mm. Eventually, these people will be weeded out by just pure quality, no? Uh, a lot of it is, um, there's also this uh, kind of like this public appeal. So if they are media savvy and know how to talk and look good and mm. you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're salespeople at the end of yeah. the day, right? If they're able to capture those eyes, they can go on for a while. Because there's this kind of um, makes sense. Yeah, right. You, they become influencers yeah. or whatever that word. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, interesting. So you actually, actually, so which uh, which uh, coaching certificate from New York? Which one? I got it from IPEC, IPEC Institute, okay, right? So it's okay. a CPC. Yeah, it's okay, fine. so basically have that under my belt, and then the, my entire credentials over the past fifteen years. So you know, alhamdulillah, going into presenting it to the board and everything, I, I got it. Mm. But it took a while, right? And that I hadn't. I had no idea would even be longer. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that part of it, then slowly, like you'd mentioned earlier, you know, the managing director title, Mm. it was no no longer there. So the managing director title is no longer there. You're telling them you're opening up your own thing. And it's kind of like you lose that two people. You lose your, I don't know if it's, your stature in their eyes. Mm. I don't know if it's just they're like kind of like, eh, okay, she just wanted she she just wants to be another whatever. But I did lose certain people that I thought would be there. But But do you think it's okay? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, I don't totally weeded out the ones that yeah. were so one thing I I did that really helped my life. I got rid of I hate to say, it's, it's me to say this. Way, of, but yeah. I got rid of loser friends. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is, right? And even one friend I was friends with fifteen years. He's mm. my best friend. But I realized with him, I'm not, I'm not a good person. I'm negative. Okay. So I want to be friends with a negative person. Right? Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, they bring out the worst in yeah, you. Yeah, you know what I mean? And he wasn't, and then he, I don't know, for whatever reason, I'm sure he had things going on in life, but for some reason, when I needed him the most, he wasn't there. Yeah. And then altogether, I'm like, all right, maybe just, maybe just not the right friendship. Right, right. So it's okay. Somebody just have to be like, be like, all right, cool. It's right. Okay. You have, and you have to be okay we with it. We had a good it. 15 years. It was fun. Let's just continue yeah. life, right? Yeah. See, I, um, I wrote an article for Entrepreneur Magazine. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you met it. It was a bipolar journey of, uh, of being an entrepreneur, opening up no, your own really. business, right? And it's all about, about the, the highs and the lows and a lot of it is losing a lot of friends you losing some of the people that you thought would be um part of your journey uh it's is it on your linkedin hmm? you have, do you have it on your linkedin uh, yeah I, you know what the thing is i'm, I'm really bad with social media yeah, so we're, it's we're, very we're scattered gonna, like i throw i throw stuff there and here yeah we we'll have to talk marketing. about marketing maybe you know that's a funny thing i'm my background is marketing but, <laughs> but sometimes it's, it's the hardest to do it for yourself it's so hard to do for yourself it's Hassan. so much easier to do it for a client freaking the hardest thing. I mean, I helped so many people grow their businesses. And when it came to my own, I was like, oh, that's too, oh, I'm showing off too much there. I can't put too much. You know, people are like, you need to be out there. You need to brand yourself. Put your face out there. I'm like, ew, that's so, mm, I can't I know, do that. It's, it's, it's weird. It's really weird. Yeah. yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah. So um, where, what was, what point was I on? Um, yeah. So yeah. the the dark side of, of sustaining the dark side of sustaining a business and the bipolar journey mm. of, of uh, your opening up your own company. And I went through the highs and the lows. Mm. But I can tell you this: um, you're gonna really like through the the experience, the the journey. As much as you have those lows, is as much as you have those highs. Yeah. And those highs are. There is no way had I not jumped ship would have experienced it. No way. Hmm. Right? Okay. It opened up doors. I met new people in, in really interesting in really interesting um, backgrounds. And it kind of, that's where it kind of took me into the, back into the media world. Okay. Uh, so I got pulled, um, and I went, uh, I mean, I willingly got yeah. pulled back <laughs> into the media doing 
on camera stuff. Mm. So that was a little a fun experience you for did, me you as did well. Something for was it NBC One? Yeah. So I they called me on as kind of like a mentor, a coaching okay. kind of uh, reference. Um, who used to go on uh, here and there to give them, and I still do it every now and then. Oh, cool. But then um, I got called to host a show which is called Radhi Mudak. Okay. Yeah, Radhi Mudak is basically uh, a show that um, targets everyday topics. Could be anything like mom's guilt or, you know, uh, feeling stuck in life, whatever. And looking at it from every health aspect. So the emotional, the social, the physical. Yeah, it's in Arabic. Okay, well, that's something that I'll always be lacking is my Arabic skills are never... I always thought if I could record a podcast in Arabic... I would kill. So I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. Okay. My Arabic is horrible. My Arabic no, was so bad. <laughs> the first time they asked me to come on NBC, I, I had not spoken like, I promise you, not even one, even though like my father's Saudi, I grew up speaking English. Yeah. I, you know, my whole life here in the UAE was English. They asked me to come on live. Okay. For 11 minutes speaking Arabic. If you watch that first one, okay. Did you memorize it? I had to memorize it. All right, guys. If you guys don't know that, that's the timer saying the video is done. So, YouTube, we're going to go now. We're going to go to audio only. See ya. <laughs> Yeah, so it was it, it's insane. It was so bad, but you know what? You throw yourself out there and I promise you you're going to start picking I don't it up. Know how you do it? Try it. Just just I would have to there. memorize it. I would have to memorize it. I start can't wing it. I can't wing it. Start with memorizing it. Do you dream, do you dream in English or Arabic? Both now. Oh wow. Yeah, both wow. now. I can't even fathom that. Both now. But I promise you you start it and your heart's going to be pumping. You're going to be sweating. You'll be like, "What yeah, the hell yeah. am I doing?" Because for me, I just don't know how to exp- like that's why I would have to memorize it cuz I don't even know how to express myself. <laughs> Right? I kept repeating the same like I would have to words. memorize it. Yeah. But I would have to have also someone else write it for me too. I can't even write it myself. Trust me. Trust me when I tell you. Ask all my friends. They yeah. are in shock when they see me <laughs> speak Arabic. Now they're like, who are you? How did this happen? I'm like, you know what? We have it here, right? We just haven't tapped into it. Interesting. But, also, I, but, but some people also, like what is it, left, right, brain, whatever. That gives yeah. you, some people are stronger with languages. Yeah, but, but you, can still, you can still build stronger, it. Stronger, but you can still yeah, build I mean, it. Yeah. Know, <laughs> look at you! It. You're considering it. I can I, see it I in your eyes. I am because honestly, like if you look at the numbers, the, the statistics of podcasts. Yeah. There's 700,000 podcasts in the world. Yeah. Only 200 are in Arabic. Yeah. So if I just do Arabic, oh my god, you're yeah, you're there. My population size of of my competition. I don't like to think about competition, but like just it just drops. Hundred so percent. But I just don't know. And that's what people told me. They're like, Leila, there is a million and one coaches here in this um, mm. in, in this market who are English, you know, and this and that. You need to really appeal to the Arabic part of you, and that's where I kind of made that conscious decision. I was like, you know what? Anytime they ask me for Arabic stuff, I'm just gonna have to do it. Whether it's radio, TV, whatever, I'm just gonna go in there. It started off memorizing. I would have my go like go yeah. to sentences and words and papers if it's on yeah. radio i would actually like go back to it i remember my first ever um webinar mm. i had a, a, a teleprompter with every words going through <laughs> so just so I could, right you know yeah, and this is stuff i tell people because now i can i'm i can think on, on my feet so please try it just dive in i'll try it. and yeah you're gonna have that look I of mean, like, how is this, like that skeptical <laughs> is because even if i'm gonna it's read funny. it like even reading is hard for me yeah like i could read but it's gonna like something i don't get the grammar and yeah just, i don't know it's okay uh, I'll, I'll think about uh, it trust me it's I'll gonna be okay <laughs> i'll be watching Co- you coaching me into arabic now <laughs> yeah. you're make, you're that's make, actually not coaching that's like just, like uh coaching coaches don't um <laughs> you are not supposed to use their own personal agenda to influence anyone coaches hmm. are supposed to look at what your strengths are where you want to be and then make you aware of your strengths to get there 
Okay. Coaches are not supposed to. If somebody comes in and tells you you need to do that, you need to do this is not a coach. Mm. All right, a coach or in, in the in the technical sense, okay. a mentor is someone who will tell you, "Listen, this do is this, how yeah. you do." Yeah. Yeah. So just a little tip. All right, cool. There. That's perfect because I actually want to get into coaching. Right. Okay. Okay. What kind of when you say coaching, are we mm. talking about mm. like personal or talking about business? What, what do you what do you do exactly? Okay, I do leadership coaching right now. So basically, the focus. methodology is is the same. Okay. It's it, the core of it is the same. So if somebody comes to me and says, "I'm having the crappiest relationship right now with my husband or my wife. I just don't know how to get there." It's going to be the same approach that I have with somebody who says, "I want to start their business," because it's it's a step by step process. Mm. It's like, where are you now? Where do you need to be? Where are your skills? Where what are you missing? And just putting that on paper mm. and making it clear to them. Sure. This is where your issues. Do you are. feel to be a good or a good coach who's giving value? You have to have gone through what that person went through, or not necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean, I'm lucky in that I went through hell and back, so yeah. that I I have for the example, empathy of it. You, you got divorced, so obviously you know the yes. the way. For example, marriages sh yes. maybe shouldn't go, or that, or maybe, or the way they'll end in divorce. Mm. Maybe I don't know. Um, um, I, I try not to go there because, again, as a coach, you're, you have to separate yourself from your own story. Mm. You're not you're not supposed to kind of tap into your own story and project it because your story is going to be completely different than my story. That's very true. Mine was infidelity yeah. on his side. Yeah. This person might be a um, communication issue. That okay. person might be something else. So I, I try my best not to kind of go there. As humans, we, we tap in, but we're taught as coaches. That's how you get a CPC, right? We're taught not to tap into your own story, that's so that's something that you. Know, I thought, I thought that be. would be. I thought that maybe having that experience gives you that insight or something. It gives you, you insight. I mean, it's obviously makes you more empathetic, and empathy is mm. something that's nice to have as well as a coach. Now, For keeping sure. in mind, I coach and I mentor, so there mm. are the times where I'm like, "You need to do this." Okay. When I am in that mode, that's when I will pull. But when I'm coming in as a coach, as a life coach or a leadership coach mm. or whatever, I try my best to separate the whole personal part of things. Interesting. Mm. And would someone have to basically go to you for one of the one of the two? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's it's very. What if they don't know? You know, I make it very clear. I make it very clear that this is my approach, especially in individual coaching, that I am not going to give you the answer. You're going to find the answer. We're going to work together to help you find that answer. Mm. Right. And then when it comes to mentoring, that's when I'm uh, my appearances on TV or to, in a general sense, that's when mm. I'm doing mentoring. And I do a lot of workshops, business-related workshops. That's, again, it's not coaching in any way. It's more specific to a skill or developing okay. a skill. Which, which aspect of those three do you enjoy the most? Well, recently, okay. quite recently, I'm... I'm I'm really loving um, the core of who I am again, which is going back to developing people's competencies and, and enhancing their skill set and stuff like that. So business coaching, mm. uh, leadership coaching, and in workshops, in workshop settings, because I love the vibe. I love yeah. watching people come in being, oh my God, here we're going. <laughs> we're going to be watching this chick for the next three days to getting them super excited about life mm. and kind of just being able to look at it from a very broad perspective. One-on-one um, -on -one can get very draining. Emotionally? Very emotionally, yes. I'm That's sure. why I say, because you have to cut yourself off, but you're a human being. You're going to get pulled. And Naturally, yeah. yeah. And then what happens is they, they a lot of times people end up relying on you. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not yeah, a psychiatrist. Always, that's, that's something that I always thought that, because like, mm. You know, I, I sometimes think about, I feel I've gone through stuff in life. Right. And I, I want people to learn. But I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to be a coach. I just want people to learn. Right. You want to be a mentor. Yeah. I, for example, I try to help people around me. Mm -hmm. My direct circle, right? What demographic? To, Youth? 
my age in 30s right um for example like like for example like my wife for example like I, I've, been, I've been pushing her to create content she has great you know because i know when i start creating content how much better to help my career yeah and now she started creating content for example so i was using my example or for example awesome. friends of mine who i know are, are are great people but they love to make excuses and right. i used to be a person who used to love to make excuses yeah i was the king of excuses yeah 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 so i'll talk to me like listen i used to do this when i used to do this this is what happened to me mentor the second yeah i mean that's that but then i always want i always worry about dependency i don't want to be a crutch Again, it, it comes with, uh, um, you ha it's a learned, there's, there is a method to it. You have to learn that method mm. so that you can protect yourself. Yeah. Because if you let everyone in, it, you start to build those bonds and then they become your kids and you yeah. start to worry about them. And when they call you in the middle of the night or they send you a message, mm. you're, you are emotionally invested. And this is where you have to learn how to block it. Now, even though I've learned all that. And even though I have the way to do that, I'm still human and I still get sucked in. So that's why me personally, I'm veering away from the individual um, life coaching it's and more into leadership yeah. coaching and more into group settings. Have you got like, have you gone like emotionally attached? Like, definitely. You know, like, definitely. Like crying with definitely. them and feeling their... Yes. I, well, yeah. not crying, but um, especially when dealing with youth, yeah. it's very difficult because I have a, a very... Um, it's a very strong pull towards youth and helping them develop themselves and stuff. So when I see that they have so many restrictions against them and have gone through so many difficult mm. things, it's like, oh, I just want to get into that yeah. person's life and smack the heck out of their parents. Yeah. And just, you know, I get the same way. To, I get the same yeah. way with, with, with young boys. I get the same yeah, way. Yeah, right? Because, right? yeah. like, like, for example, my, my dad wasn't close with me emotionally when I was okay. a kid. And I grew up in my 20s having resentment against him. Oh, until okay. I let go of that in my late 20s. And I mean, my dad are best friends. Yeah. Oh, good. But I felt like I lost. I don't. I don't. I don't want to say I lost. I don't want to be negative about it. But I feel like I would love to help. Like I would love to talk to a parent and his son, explain to them the importance of that bond. Yeah. And like how much that can actually. Yeah. Actually, can like derail someone in their in their twenties, for example. Yep. And I'm not. I'm happy where my life is now, obviously. Mm -hmm. But it took my side, mm. right? Because mm. my dad is an, is a standard Arab. Right. And it's, an it's emotional part of the for a standard Arab guy is not. It's not, you know, emotionally yeah. open. Yeah. Now in his old age and now in my time as well, I've become more self-aware. I did the first step. Yes. Right? I yeah. said, I'm going to let go of resentment, let yeah. go of negative feelings, and now me and my dad are... But are, you're the exception, right? Yeah. So many kids just end up and cutting feel, that bond. Bad, right? and, yeah. and I wish, like, you know, you know, young boys, for example, are closer to that or the dads understand how much of an impact they're playing in, in their kid's life and how much mm. that can really mess them up mm. in their 20s and mm. late teens, right? It's really interesting you talk about this. Um, I did a focus group training uh, with a group of people just mm. a few days ago. And um, we kind of, um, we decided that we're going to do a focus group on boys uh, between the age of 13 and 16, 13 and 16. And it was very interesting. Yeah. These were um, Emirati boys and every single one of them had the same um, perspective on their dad's kind of involvement in their life which was to pay the money and to yisafru home to travel yeah. with them um and every single one of them wished that they could create a bond with their father and you could see it in their face it was almost like you know when i have kids because one of the questions that we threw at them is if you have kids how are you going to be or when you have kids how are you going to approach it with your your sons i'm going to remove this barrier the other one is like i'm going to be his friend i'm not going to let him be afraid to come to me yeah. i'm not going to use religion as a as a oh an answer every two seconds I'm not, oof, i mean so going to this yeah. i mean youth is it's so boring. It's such i used to have a recurring nightmare from my when i was 13 to 23 recurring like almost mm. every day mm. of my dad on my deathbed on his deathbed telling me he's not proud of me oh 
That's heartbreaking for for a young adult, right? Really? Yeah. It was heartbreaking. yeah. Not, not dreams have stopped. I'm yeah. Sorry thank about God. That, right? Yeah. But that was like almost like every night. So that impact was oh, really heavily, mm. heavily, heavily. I'm telling you, it only took until what? So I turned 26. I said I'm going to turn my life around. One of the things I did is I stopped caring about what my about my family, my friends, girlfriends, everyone cared about me. Only yeah. folks I want cared about. Became self aware, learned empathy, hmm. and let go of all the. What triggered it for you? Hitting rock bottom. I hit and rock what bottom. was rock bottom everything, for you? Everything. Everything. I was I was broke. Mm. I was in debt. I was so broke I couldn't afford water mm. in Dubai. Mm. Imagine that. I would mm. take water bottles from work. Okay. Because I couldn't afford buying water. Yeah. I was waiting for my next paycheck. to be three, four days. I can't order water. Wow. Because I, I have no money. I literally yeah, have zero. So I would steal water from work. I was in debt. I had no I had no girlfriend. I had broken my leg at the time. I had oh. no friends at the time. So every kind of rock bottom, I hit it all at so the same time. So every aspect of your life. Hit me all at once. Ooh. And, and at I, that age too. I was too. 26. Oh. I would cry to sleep. I'm t- I said openly. I, I would cry myself to sleep. Yeah. And I realized something had to change. And mm. it can't be it can't be the world. Because I used to be a person, it would be everyone else's fault. Right. Right. I'm not doing well because an evil eye put it on me. Right. Mm. Or religion or this person's fault. My, and then I realized I have to take a control. So when I said it's my fault, mm. I took accountability. Was there someone there that kind no. of got you? Nothing. So what, happened is, I, so what happened is I, I discovered a few people. I, it's very cliche to hear that. I discovered people like Joe Rogan. Okay. Gary V. Yeah. Uh, um, David Goggins. Okay, okay. And I'll I just started drowning out negativity with positive. With right. posi- I just literally, yeah. I would listen to those guys 24-7. Good for you. Right? I, used to love to be, I used to be a person as well. I used to love to listen to sad music. When you're sad yeah. and you listen to sad music, <laughs> you just get more sad. Of and I love. We all love Creed yeah. and all those. But hey, if you're sad I'm and you listen to Creed. Yeah, yeah, if, great. If, if I listen to Creed now, it's fine. I appreciate <laughs> whatever. But when you're sad and you listen to sad music, all you get is more sad. Mm-hmm. So I stopped doing that and I just, every day, I would listen to these guys. I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, David Goggins, Gary Vee, 24-7. I drowned out negativity with positivity and I decided at that moment I need to take control of my life. No more excuses. I, I, was, uh, I was like, all right, cool. You're fat. You're, bro- you're broke, blah, 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 blah. So everything wrong with you. Yeah. Take control of it and then turn. Change, okay. Right. How long did that process Five take years. you? I'm still doing it. Wow. I wish wow. I had some. I always tell people What this. an amazing, by the way, looking at like the, the, the negative impact you had in your life for you to turn it around in five years. Wow. That's I, amazing. I always tell people if there's someone you can speak to, be it a cycle, whoever it is. Yeah. Speak to someone. Yeah. Don't, it, don't go through the grueling process I went through. It's not easy. Mm. But because of that process, for example, my career got better. I met mm. my wife. Yeah. All, my relationship with my friends, my family all increased. Right. So I'm a much better place, right? Yeah, but there's a shame attached to it, right? To talk to people, especially if you're there's, Arab background. It's, it's like, oh my God, what are they going to think? And I had a stigma. I probably, yeah. maybe that's the reason why I didn't. Maybe I had my ego, my, my stigma of society. And ego being a man too yeah. and an Arab man, yeah. you're supposed to have but everything If I could go back together. in time and I would talk to my 26, I'd be like, go see someone right now. Yeah. I might have done it three years or two years. Good for or you. More yeah. efficiently. Good for you, though. I'm. Yeah. I'm glad you're. I love how you're bringing this to surface, and you're. you're I using opening, your, yeah. I love it. The, it's I'm, it's I'm so lo- important. I'm so blessed to have my podcast because it's given me that venue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And do you hear back from a lot of youth coming back to you and saying, you know what, I'm. I, I listen, that. Uh, every, every time I get feedback from someone, everyone tells me I love how he's like. Everyone tells me I love how authentic and genuine you are. Yeah. And how open you are. I, they would tell me, for example, a lot of times I would get a, a, a person, a guest who's more there to promote themselves. Yeah. And be like, we actually enjoyed listening to you a lot more. Yeah. Exactly, because you because you're doing something. You know, it's everybody wants I'm to sure talk about their it. accolades and uh, their, their their success in life. Yeah. But very rarely, that's why when you asked yeah. me earlier, is there anything that you don't like to touch? No, yeah. I was divorced. 
I was in an abusive relationship. Mm. I was, I was, I was. I, I hit rock bottom. I was in debt. Mm. I had to, very similar to you during the last three years, I had to borrow money left and mm. right. So that part of it, I'm very open about it because I don't want to promote entrepreneurial world yeah. when I know what you really need the to grind. have behind of it, behind it. And the emotional part, it took a toll. Of Keeping in so. mind, you're, you're mid age. Okay. My, yeah. my, uh, scenario, you're mid age, but it's, yeah, I know. thank <laughs> God I look younger, but mid age, um, you don't have, you know, the yeah. kid, the, you know, the whole picket the, fence, the uh, yeah. look of everything. Saudi, huh? Yeah. Keeping in mind, you're Saudi. Like that's a big one. Yeah. You don't have all of that. You jump ship and then all of a sudden you are almost destitute, like money wise yeah. and everything. And then you don't want to let your family know about it. No, you don't want not. to because, you know, the whole, oh my God, I built myself all these years and then come crashing down. So those are things that I love talking about, yes, especially when it comes to forms ages. and stuff. Uh, oh my gosh. Please ask me about it because I'm going to tell you it wasn't easy. There yeah. were times where I'm like, what the you know, mm. am I doing coaching people and I'm in this turmoil mm. myself, right? But then I'm like, but wait a minute. It's a separate, right? It's mm. I'm actually going through the journey that I need to to get to where I'm Yeah. Yeah. When I, look, when I look back at it, I think I had to do that and yeah. go through that to get to where I am today. Yeah. If I didn't, totally. I'd be maybe the same person I was five years 100%, ago. 100%. Yeah. You know, which is a person I wouldn't have been happy yeah. with, right? So maybe yeah. everything, I don't know. So when you look back, do you, what kind of feeling do you get about yourself? I used to be sad. I'm not sad anymore. Yeah. I don't have that sadness. I don't okay. feel bad for myself. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I feel to be honest. I've ever really reflected. Is there any kind of like, damn, you're good pride? Maybe I am very proud of myself. Okay, good. I am very proud of myself. Um, I'm trying to be more humble now. Mm -hmm. uh, humility is important to me. So because mm -hmm. that that for me was a very humbling moment, mm, right? Yeah. Especially when you're Arab and and you grow up, you 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 come you come to the world entitled. We're very entitled. Very entitled. So I expected the world to give me everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it didn't. It took everything. From <laughs> yeah, me, right? Yeah. So that was a very humbling moment for yeah. me. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. I, I, I can relate to yeah, that. But I, but I still work hard all the time at it, right? It's a yeah. constant effort. Sure, sure. So uh, look at this. I'm yeah. kind of turning that like <laughs> I'm very interested. See, this is the coach mind coming up. So, and this is one thing I love about what I do is I love learning about people, yeah. especially. That's why I have the podcast. People like you who who hit rock bottom and come out. It's like, I want to sponge how you got out of it. I don't want to know the other. end result. Yeah. I want to know the journey. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what totally. I love. That's the reason I made this podcast. I want to listen to people's totally. journeys. Totally. Then you should need to write a book eventually. And I know that's in your, right, it's, it's in your cards. Definitely. I can tell already. So what I do is I, I write content as much as possible. Mm. And then what I do is I write notes during a podcast and I'll go back and reflect on the notes yeah. and then try to create content from that. And then Amazing. I'll go back into my emotional journal. journal try, it's a constant, constant. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, a very good. No, really, honestly. Really. All right, cool. Uh, Oh, that flew by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so interesting. <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of flew by. Sorry. No, it's, I did the coach approach, right? Yeah, I like turned it back You turned it back on me, <laughs> no, me talking. All right. Um, what are you working on these days? Hmm. What's, what's going on with you these days? Well, several things. I work with... Uh, 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 different government entities on you know very leadership specific modules but at the same time now um, I'm expanding the whole media component of what I do so okay. I have this show now there's another one in the pipeline how much does that take from your time um, not much actually it, because it's condensed so for instance for this show where we are airing 12 10 uh, 10, 10 episodes okay. um, uh, the shoot 
time took about 10 days, but we're talking about 17 hour filming. Oh, wow. Yeah, 17 hours a day filming. No, no, no break in between. And so it's very condensed in that. And then it airs for like so six was months. Season one? Is it, is this is season one? two. Season okay. one was aired in Ramadan was uh, two years ago. Person? It was me, but okay. that one was very specific to, to food. Okay, and the fine. reason being is because it was Ramadan and okay. the sponsor behind it. Yeah, I cook. I mean, yeah. I, I like making healthy food. I like, okay. I enjoy, I enjoy the 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 process of it as you mentioned the journey i love people being around having that mm. social aspect everyone in the kitchen talking yeah, laughing nice. throwing stuff doing whatever that part of it i really enjoy if you ask me to cook for myself i'll do it but it, it's that's not what mm. the joy part of it and i'm a big advocate um of use as many senses as you can right and there's six senses not five right because you have your intuition as well okay so as much as you can plug yourself in things that really like heighten all those senses the more joy you're going to get out of life and cooking is part of that as oh, well very cool so you work on the show is it going to be picked up for another season or do you it know is that? actually oh, um there's yeah it's, it's okay. picked up for it, it's ongoing so oh, this so is awesome. why i'm very excited so oh, cool. yeah so there's some good stuff happening in that is it, area uh, it's only on nbc where is it it's uh this one is on fatafit discovery um oh, a middle okay. east okay. right okay, cool. and then there's an uh, i mean i don't know if i'm supposed to talk about it so i might well, it's gonna come out in like five this week so yeah it's good it's coming it out on the 24th yeah the 24th then i can tell you more about it uh no this month 24th of november all right well this podcast will probably come out in december Okay. All right. So we're we're talking um, as well to another. I can't say the channel, but yeah. it's a very prominent international channel. I'm so excited about it. International. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, it's international, and they're really looking to take the the idea behind this across to okay, to other, to to, other, to other, other territories, okay, which very, is really cool. exciting. Awesome. Which means that the content that was developed, which again I went in. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat. Oh yes, life is lovely. I went in and talked about divorce and issues. And even when we talked about relationship, um, the intimate relationship, uh, sex, all of these things, I went in mm. to areas where Arabs are like, Oh my God, why are you talking? The you stigmas, know, yeah. the stigmas. Those are things that I thought, um, need to come out. Sure. We need to talk about them. And the more we talk about them and remove this, Oh my God, I mm. uh, which if you want to translate is like, um, taboo, taboo, yeah. uh, the more that it becomes, we can help people. Mm. So that's kind of why I'm really excited Very about cool. it. I want to quickly, before we wrap, I want to know is how are you marketing yourself? <laughs> okay. Like I was telling you earlier, it's really your, your Instagram game is strong. Is it? Do you I think, think so? so? That's not bad. Okay. You got a good follower amount, but you should do a lot more. I, that's what everyone says. Your LinkedIn, says. you got to do a lot more. I don't touch my LinkedIn. You have to. <laughs> no. You have to. The algorithm, this is something I love to talk about. Yeah. Your algorithm on LinkedIn is your best friend right now. Take advantage before they change the algorithm. Really? So for example, how many how many connections do you have on LinkedIn? I have no idea. I mean, honestly, you're talking to somebody. I literally don't go on LinkedIn once every two okay. weeks. Okay. We have to change that. Okay. okay I'm you're going to help me. I'm going to give you, I'm, my turn to give value. <laughs> okay, back, good. Right? You have to change it. Uh, okay, I don't know how many you have. Anyway, basically. It's so, something like 5,000 something. That's awesome. That's really good. So okay. basically the way it works is every, po so when you post something mm. and let's say I see it and I like it, yeah. all my connections see it. Oh. So that's why a post might end up getting 50,000, 60,000 views. Because okay. Because six degrees of separation. That's what right. works. That's what LinkedIn is, right? You don't have to wait only for your direct circle. Every, so so post every day and that means more people outside of your circle will see it because if someone in your circle okay. likes it then all his connections see it and it is and his and it compounds I need to get on it you have to, I, I mean I, I brought a social media person on board and I just awesome. it was, but I didn't like them LinkedIn. in my stuff you know it was I like you. but you have to post LinkedIn okay I'm gonna do that please okay please yeah, alright I think you actually just have like you're gonna start speaking Arabic I'm gonna try I'm gonna do I'm the gonna, LinkedIn I'm gonna make an <laughs> okay. actual attempt okay <laughs> I'm gonna make an actual attempt <laughs>
uh, I need to, I'll find you to find someone to write something out for me and then I'll have to memorize it. And say, <laughs> I'll okay. write it for oh, you if you need. Uh, definitely do LinkedIn. Do once a day. Okay. I think you Once a day? Yeah, I do once a day. Really? Yeah. And then also when you do a post, use hashtags within the post, like within like the word. How many it. hashtags? As much as you want. For example, if there's specific words you like, for example, hi, my name is Layla. I am a coach. Hashtag, hashtag that coach. So don't put a hashtag oh. at the bottom within the, the copy. Oh, within yeah? the copy. Don't put a link in the post. Okay. Because LinkedIn will, will make your post like appear less if you're driving people outside. Put the po a link in the mm. comments and then tell people to okay. the comments. So make it make it more text heavy. Okay. And then the algorithm will be more on your favorite. How do you deal with this? And something I ask a lot of people, especially in the media world and stuff. How do you how do you kind of because you're a humble guy, right? I try and, to be. And, and you you it shows. Yeah. I mean, you're not a show off type of you know person. I don't I don't feel that. I didn't get oh, the yeah. sense. And I tend to not think of myself as that. Yeah. But because of the game I'm playing, I have to put myself out sure. there. So how do you kind of? How do you balance that part? I just try to be authentic and okay. factual. Mm. I don't. I don't say I, do, I. I basically everything I post about a podcast is how I feel about the podcast. Yeah. When I post a podcast, I'll be like, I, I said that when this person I found this interesting. Yeah. I actually that's how I do it. Right. Right. And for me, my, my podcast has been all organic LinkedIn. Yeah. It's awesome. Nice. Nice. I'm, I'm going to start it Please. today. Once a day. Do you, you notice I I <laughs> plug my promo on everything except LinkedIn? You have to. Okay. Uh, you create video content? Uh, not really. You should. I know, okay. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but, you know, every like, time even, you tell me even for me, like, like even for me, like doing stories, yeah. I'm not a video natural person. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's good. It's just like, okay, here we go. Lighting. Do you have a camera? Do you have like a... I mean, I have a... a Does your social media person have a camera? No? No, I don't have the social media person okay. anymore. I, I oh, let, okay. let him go because it was it was very intrusive. I felt that that person was very much in my stuff and mm. I didn't really like it. All right, fine. Yeah. Literally pick up the pick up your pick up your camera. Do you have okay. a tripod for camera? Yeah. There you go. I put have it, that. And put why don't you do like a tip a day? On in, uh, on um LinkedIn or everything. Oh, that's a, a lot of time. <laughs> it's one video that you can repurpose. Okay. Wait, or maybe I'll do what you do a Saturday. Have a day. Have yeah. a day. And yeah. you batch out all your content. For yeah. me, Saturday's content creation day. Okay. Create everything. And then okay. all you do is distribute on whatever day you want to. I like that idea actually. Like dedicating take, a day, maybe a month or something to do. Take a day, six hours. Yeah. I wake up super early. I wake up 5.30 in the morning. Watch so. this space, Hassam. <laughs> Watch this space. <laughs> okay, you should do it. I think you should. I'm going to. You should do a podcast. Why and I'll credit podcast? you and why everyone. You your, why don't you make your own podcast? Well, I was going to start it, but then the time factor. And, and again, I'm not, my background isn't in this. And you, can, you, can, you can borrow this from me. <laughs> yeah, you can borrow this from me later there you go this, this is a portable podcast oh recorder. my god look at that you, you put an SD card in here it's so easy you put an SD card in here yeah I have microphones in there plug it in press record and record and you can borrow from it anytime you want Since oh my neighbors. god that's so cool Since we're neighbors I love that we're neighbors there you go I need more advice there you go <laughs> and come use the studio whenever you want yeah thank you there you go <laughs> yay watch no, this space because uh, I, I, I think I think you have uh, one of the few people out there a few coaches out there that actually like what you're doing and thank you. I think you should be more content thank and people you. need to hear your content. Yeah. So you have to up your game. Thank you. I'm, I'm definitely going to do it. I, I honestly I'm feel... I, I'm excited. I'm okay, good. All right? Yeah. We're going to do it? Yeah, we're going to do, do it. Do it. Yay. Hey guys, it's recorded now. So you have to do it. <laughs> All right. Um, let's wrap this up. Where can people reach you? Where can they find you? Um, they can find me. I made it very easy. It's Layla Al Marina across all my social everything. stuff. Everything. Website including well. my website. Layla Al Marina dot We'll put all, we'll put all yeah. the links in the podcast so everyone can reach mm -hmm. you. Um, guys, please reach out to her. Uh, I like what she's talking about. Even though we didn't technically like make this like really exactly. <laughs> but you know what? Because you're an honest, authentic person. So Thank I think, you. I think what you do probably Thank in you. your professional career yeah. reflects that. And bring me back when you want to get in 
like a little bit more. Oh, we're, you're definitely coming back. We're definitely <laughs> yes. have another podcast. Maybe have, maybe do a bit more time. It would open up two hours. So yeah, amazing. Oh my god, right, and cool. I'm a right, talker. We're so. gonna we're gonna make it happen, guys. Uh, and uh, for this podcast, we're everywhere. Uh, Angami, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. So please subscribe. Drop some feedback. It's so important to me. Um, also, for me, I'm Digital Hoos on everything besides LinkedIn. It's Hassan Alhaj. Hit me up on there. But I'm literally everywhere, even on TikTok, Medium. Find me everywhere. Are you on TikTok? No. Do I have to be on TikTok now? On TikTok. What the heck? <laughs> we'll get you on everything. What the heck? But guys, anyway, uh, hope you really enjoyed this. Remember, this podcast, the first 30 minutes, is on YouTube, and you can find us there. And uh, you can find us on, on YouTube for, uh, for the first 30 minutes before we go audio only, so you guys get some video content. This is Let's Take This Online, and we're out. Yeah, I go home for the crowd. It's second nature, tell me what you know. What you know? I know they're praying that I fly. I double up a bag with my eyes closed.